Strawberry Ice. I'm your host, the Iceman, Jeff Trenopole. And as always, I'm bringing you sports from a west side point of view right here in the great city of Cincinnati, Ohio, home of the AFC champion. Don't you forget that, Browns fans. AFC champion, Cincinnati Bengals, soon to be Super Bowl champs. We're on a we're on a burner. Just saying, just saying. All right, guys, do me a favor. If you found the show, hit that like and subscribe button. Smash that thumbs up. You guys are freaking awesome. I hit 2,000 subscribers yesterday. I appreciate every single one of you. Now, if you're watching on Facebook or Twitter and you still haven't subscribed to my YouTube channel, why not? What are you waiting on? Go to the YouTube channel, Sports with Strawberry Ice. Hit the subscription button. And hit the bell for notification. Every time I go live, you'll be notified. Also, exclusively in the YouTube chat crew. We're doing super chats. So if you got something that you're dying to ask my very special guest today, today, Tom Brenneman, give me a super chat. Also, we got Bengal Dad on for Rally Around the Natty. If you got something you want him to ask, give us a super chat. I'd appreciate it. And as always, I'm coming to you live from the Ice Cave. And the Ice Cave is brought to you by T-Properties. T-Properties, quality housing for quality people. Check out the website at www.tpropertiesllc.com for all your rental property management needs and your rental needs. And as you know, I wear this and rep it every single day. We got the Jackpot Joey stuff. If you want any of the hats or hoodies or flag, you know, go to jackpotjoey9.com. Also, you can go to pretty much any store and get our delicious tasting Jackpot Joey beer. It's not only delicious, but it's also award winning. It has won. I'll pop this up here. I said this a million times. You guys probably all can say it with me. The gold medal 
for American Light Ale this year of the of the newest beer. So make sure you go check it out. Remember, portions of the proceeds go to the Joe Burrow Hunger Relief Fund and the Joe Burrow Fund. So if you're not only wearing some cool stuff, drinking some delicious award-winning beer, you're helping people out. So help us out. And one more thing real quick before we get to the show. We have Betfred. If you guys have not heard, sports betting will be legal here in Ohio come January 1st. It's going to be so easy. It'll be on your phone. Now, what I need you to do is go to that link down below. BetfredSports.com slash Ohio slash Bengals underscore boys to sign up there. They give you a free $20 bet plus chance to win Bengals tickets plus chance to win their big blowout New Year's Eve party they're going to have at the Fulling Warehouse. It's going to be a blast. Pretty sure I'm going to be there. If you want to come see me, hang out, drink a couple beers, it'll be fun. Anyway, enough with that stuff. Let's get... First of all, Hunter, let, let me get to my co-host here. Let's let's get the Bengal dad here real quick. He's the co-host. I got to bring him in first. I got to make you guys keep waiting for Tom. Hold on a second here. Right here. What's up, Bengal dad? How you doing, Ice? This is Good, awesome. New day, another great Bengal week. Exactly. All right. You you ready to co-host this thing? You ready to do this Absolutely. thing with me with Tom Brenneman? All right. Let's get to let's this. the one, the only Tom Brenneman. What's up, my man? What's going on, fellas? It's good to be on with you tonight. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. No problem. No problem. I appreciate you doing this. And and uh, shout out to you for uh, if you tell me off uh, off air. You uh, played my victory lap last night or yesterday on your show where I, I took a spill. <laughs> well, I, I mean, I did. And, uh, you know, it was great video. And uh, and I talked about it today. And, and you know, Zim Hude was the one that got us together here. And, um I'm still in a state of shock that that guy is banned on Twitter oh, right now. I mean, with that, some of the trash they're putting on Twitter, I, I just read on a, I just read an article two days ago before it happened to Zim, that there was some petition by this mom and dad. I don't know if you guys saw the story where, you know, their 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 child who's under eighteen was in some sexually or over eighteen was in some sexually explicit sort of video thing, and they had called Twitter and said, "Hey, could you please take this down? It's it's you know embarrassing." humiliating, hurting my kid, blah, blah, blah. They say, no, can't do it. Seriously, but they take Zim. Over there banning Zim Hudek. That's 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 ridiculous. I, yeah. I mean, I, I, so all all Bengals fans, Bengal Nation, just keep retweeting free Zim. I mean, I don't know what else to do. <laughs> I mean, honestly, that's what I keep doing. I just found out. Like I said, I, I work at UPS, so it's Christmas time, and I'm yeah. starting way early. So I can't even yeah. watch your show. I didn't even, you know, I, when the season, you know, normal time, I could stay up and watch it. But I, I didn't get to, to watch the show right now. And I didn't even know Zim was off till uh, last night. I'm like, what? I didn't even yeah. hear it because people posted free Zim, free Zim. I'm like, what the hell happened? So I went to his page. I'm like, holy crap, it's suspended. I'm like, what happened? They're like, Browns fans. I'm like, get out of here. I mean, look, Browns fans, are you serious? I understand we beat you. That was your Super Bowl, you know, and you lost. Get over it. Your team sucks. Uh, it's dude, it, it's ridiculous. It's Twitter. Give me a break. Anyway, freeze him. Exactly, freeze him. All right, Bengal hey, by Dad, the I'll, way, I'll, I used to yeah. I used to work I used to work in the winter when I'd get on uh, break from college uh, during college and high school. Uh, uh, I used to uh, ride on a UPS truck and work as a helper for yes. the driver. Yes, yeah, that's a great gig, man. Paid yeah. good money. Oh yeah, yeah. You make you make some good money, dude. You, you uh, like for us. 
Um, I'm too old to do <laughs> to do it anymore. But we can work in, in in the warehouse and then go go do that. And those are some long freaking days. But you make a lot yeah. of money. <laughs> yes, you do. Yeah, but, and they uh, were long days. Yeah, extre- extremely long. All right, let me. I've done a lot of talking here. Let's get the Bengal down. I know he's he's got some things that he wants to want you to ask you. Let's we'll get it started with him. Yeah, I just uh, I got a few questions here. I think uh, there might be some things that people would uh, would like to get your point of view on. Um, very, very, very easy, normal questions. Just your favorite sport to call because you've you've called many, many different sports. What's your favorite sport? Football, without a doubt. Uh, there's just something about you know whether it was um, you know a few years I've done college football uh, or the pro game. You know, you're you're talking about you know once a week. Um, I was lucky, and, you know, and it really, you know, it, it, it doesn't matter whether you're the, you know, the number one team, well, number one team, number two team, maybe, and there were a few years I was the number two team there at Fox, but, but, but most years right there, two or three. So, you know, by this time of the year, the last four or five weeks, you were still getting really good games and important games. And so you show up once a week, the crowds are unbelievable. There's great anticipation, more times than not sell out crowds. Um, it's just really, really exciting to be a part of it and around the whole environment. I, I, I mean, I love baseball and I really love basketball, college basketball, but but football is is the game. There's no doubt about it. Absolutely. Was, absolutely. was there a was there a, a favorite game or a favorite moment? Something that you are proud of the way you called it? You know, I. I, I the 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 one I look back on, and you know, and, and I think that it was just such a shock. You guys are are barely old enough to remember this, uh, but but any younger than you guys, and you know, it's a little foggy probably. But remember the year in the Fiesta Bowl when Boise State beat Oklahoma, yes. and back in those days at Fox, we had the rights to the BCS, so um, I was doing one of the uh, the the secondary games for lack of a better term, seven days before the national championship game. And, um, you know, Boise state's playing Oklahoma, Oklahoma had Adrian Peterson. They had Gerald McCoy. They had, they had an NFL team mm-hmm. and, uh, in Boise state, this is before Boise state became Boise state. It was this game. They became Boise state where, you know, them each and every year, but it was the first time that, that uh, a school out of the, the the major conferences had been to a, a a major bowl game, and you know we went out to Boise and we're interviewing their center who weighed like two hundred and fifty five pounds, and he's going up against Gerald McCoy, you know, and 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 Chris Peterson, who later went on to coach Washington, was the head coach at Boise State then. And I remember we got finished with meeting with those guys, and I remember with our producer at the time, a guy named Mike Burke, and and I said to him, I said, you know. I said, we both know they have no chance, but they think they have a chance. Mm-hmm. And it was the most unbelievable game I've ever seen. It was back and forth. Boise State got up. Oklahoma, as you thought they would, came back, took the lead late. Then all of a sudden, Boise's driving down the field. 30 seconds left in the game, fourth and 21. They throw this, you know, catch and lateral, a uh, hook and lateral that goes down for uh, a touchdown. They go for two. They do a Statue of Liberty play, and and then the guy who ran it in, uh, the running back, inter, uh, he asked his girlfriend, who's a cheerleader, to get married right on the field. Right, I mean, right. it was just it was it was just it was yeah. an unbelievable night. It was a lot of fun to be there. Yeah, it, it was. I remember watching that. That was ridiculous. I was just like, "Are you kidding me? They're going to yeah. actually beat Oklahoma?" Yeah, uh, like, it, on was that play? We, it was funny. It was funny because when when. Um, 
when the hook and ladder, they, they run it all the way down to like the three. And they go first down. They go second down. They go third down. They don't get in. And now it's fourth down. And they're behind by six. And on fourth down, they hand it off to a wide receiver who takes a handoff and he throws a pass to the end zone touchdown. So Peterson immediately, you know, he's going to go for two. Um, I'm working with Barry Alvarez at the time, legendary Wisconsin football coach. He was a third man in the booth with Charles Davis and me. And while the crowd's going crazy, I take off my headset. I point to Barry. I said, take off your headset, push the mute button. And I said, what would have happened if your offensive coordinator, when you were a head coach on fourth and goal, would have had the wide receiver or the running back, whatever it was, throw the pass on fourth down? He said, I would have said in my headset that his ass was fired right on the spot before the play <laughs> even got to the field. It, it, it was it was really a cool sequence there. Yeah, that that was that, like I said, that was an unbelievable play here. Let's let's get to uh uh back to the Bengals Browns here. Now that game, now if the, it seems like the Browns have had our number, and it's annoying. And I and everybody kept uh, comes on here like, why can't we beat the Browns? Why can't I'm like I kept saying Miles Garrett. I mean, that's that he it was a game wrecker. For yep. us, and and because I mean, the first time Jackpot Joey played him, he balled out in his rookie year. If we had a defense, we would have probably beat him the first game out last year. The end of the season, we didn't, the Bengals didn't care, you know. That's right. so I'm throwing so two of the game, two of the games, I'm like, I can't explain why, <laughs> why we lost. What is it like you think for the Bengals to finally get that monkey off their back to finally beat the Browns and Joe Burrow to finally win? I think it's a big deal. Uh, one, because they needed to win this game to keep pace with Baltimore in the division. So it was a very important game for them in the here and now. Right. As far as the big picture goes, I mean, look, you know, you're going to play them twice a year. And, I mean, by the grace of God, Burroughs not going anywhere for the next decade. Uh, and you want to get that, you wanna get that uh, off your back and, and just know you can beat them and that you have beat them and that you plan on beating them the rest of the time you're the quarterback now that you've got that first one under your belt. That that was a big win for him and for the team. You know, I, the, the guys that I do my show with, one of the guys that's on the show with us, Casey McAllister, used to say all the time after the Bengals beat um, Tennessee this year, and he kept saying over and over, well, you know, we're in the heads of Tennessee, or we were in the heads of Tennessee before the game even started when they played them a couple of weeks ago. And I used to say to him, I'm like, dude, you can't have it both ways. You can't say the Bengals are in the heads of the Titans and the Browns aren't in the heads of the Bengals. Right. I think they were in their head a little bit. Yeah, a little and bit. So yeah. I thought it was important for them to win that game. Don't you think they were in their head a little bit? A little bit. Yeah, I think it was more uh, just pissed off. And like, why the hell can't we beat these guys? Well, that you might know? be true, too. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, I think, I, I think one thing that uh, that was in the heads of the Bengals is they finally had a first drive where they didn't throw a pick. Yeah, because yeah, it happened right. to happen with the 102 yard touchdown return. Yeah, then you had the one on Monday Night Football. Yeah, so they finally not that they finished the drive with a score, but at least they stayed clean. Yeah, I think that I think Dan Horde, when we had him on the show, the the radio play by play voice of the Bengals and the Bearcats, I, I I think he had the stat that and you guys may already know this. I didn't know it. He said that um, that Burrow going into that game in his career had thrown five red zone interceptions three of the five were on the first series of a game against wow. Cleveland. It's pretty hard to believe. 
Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think, well, if you look at Burrow's stats too, I think he's uh, the number one ranked quarterback in the fourth quarter this year. Yeah. So, I mean, he, and I, I'll be honest, the beginning of the Browns game, Joe wasn't looking that good. He was, he no. was off. Now, now T's out, TB's out in the first, you know, couple plays of the game. So I'm sure that they had a lot to do with it, trying to, you know, figure out, oh crap, what we're going to do. But mm-hmm. how, to me, that goes to the depth of this team and Trenton Irwin and Trent Taylor step up. I mean, Trent Irwin on that flea flicker, they said he didn't even practice it. T Higgins was in there all week and Trenton to go in there and run it perfectly. That goes to the commitment of, I think of this team and Trent, Trent Irwin of, of how, you know, next man up, they're ready to go. I think that's, yeah. that's great. The depth of this team. Well, I, I, I've always thought for a number of years now, even going back to the days when Marvin was there, that the most valuable person in the Bengals franchise is Duke Tobin. Mm-hmm. I, yes. I, I really think this guy knows what he's doing. He may not have the title as general manager, but he's the general manager. Yeah. And, you know, you look at their team this year, um, and not only Irwin and Taylor, like you talked about, no doubt you're spot on. But, you know, you look at tight end. They brought in Hurst. Uh, a sample goes down very early in the year, okay? And now Wilcox has stepped in and done a great job. You go on the defensive side of the ball where, you know, they, they had Reader out for a long time. And the guys behind him did an excellent job. A woozy A goes down. And they find a way with Cameron Britt uh, and, and Taylor Britt and some other guys uh, that, that have filled in. You look at the long snapper. Right. I mean, they bring in the guy who was the best guy in college last year from Pitt. He's their backup guy when Harris goes down. You look at Drew Chrisman, the punter. You know, I mean, Huber was not having a good year. Chrisman's been sitting there on the practice squad. How in the world he stayed on the practice squad is just beyond know. me. Right. You know, well, but I mean, the point up. is yeah. you have you have a new, you know, long snapper. You have a new punter. You have a new holder because Chrisman's doing that rather than Huber. So their depth has just been a P. Ryan. And the job he did um, when Mixon's been out or, or, or playing even when Mixon is in there. They, it, it's astounding how good their depth is. Now, one thing you brought up there that I, I like banging this drum is I think, my opinion, one of the most, if not the most important guy on the defense, it, it, I think the whole thing runs through him is DJ Reader. I mean, when he's on the field, he makes such a difference. I know he's not a – a pass rusher, but he takes two guys yep. every time. And more often than not, he's pushing them forward, <laughs> you know, yep. or they're on the ground. That frees up the H boys around the side, Joseph Osai, and that creates more of the pressure for the uh, pass rush on the quarterback. Makes it easier on the secondary. What, what's your thoughts on DJ? And do you think he has a shot at getting a Pro Bowl? Because he doesn't get the accolades that I think he des- deserves. Well, something's really wrong if he doesn't go to the Pro Bowl. Because because there there aren't three defensive tackles in football that are better than this guy. Now, I know he's missed some time this year. And I don't know if in you know selection to the Pro Bowl, uh, I don't know how much uh, that is taken into account or penalizes a guy, whatever it might be. But he is just a great player. I mean, he, he's great against the run. You're right about his ability to, 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 to collapse the pocket by just his push in the interior uh, uh, of an offensive line. He, he bats down passes. He, he uh, apparently is a great leader of that defense inside the, the locker room and inside the huddle. Um, there's not a more deserving player 
and that that's anybody you want to name. I mean, you can name Miles Garrett, you can name uh, 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 Micah Parsons, you can name everybody. There's not a more deserving player to be in the Pro Bowl on any team in football this year than DJ Reader. I agree with that completely. Go ahead, Bengal Dan. What do you got? Well, I was. Uh, you're talking about their defense. I think somebody that doesn't. I hate when they say they don't. They don't get credit. But you don't hear Lou Anarumo's name enough. Mm. I mean, the, the defenses <laughs> and the schemes that he devises to shut down some of the best players, the best offensive teams in the NFL, it's extraordinary to me. Because it's not like the Bengals have a team of uh, pro bowlers on defense. It's the scheme. Mm-hmm. And th- that guy, he needs to get all the credit that, that can be thrown at him. Well, I think it's going to ultimately lead to him getting a head coaching job somewhere. Yeah, I mean, he's, he's been that good. And you know what? Look, you know, the, the natural reaction is a guy you'd hate to lose. I mean, that's true. Of course you'd hate to lose him. But you know what? That That's what you root for. He's a good guy. I've had a chance when I was still calling NFL games to do a number of Bengal games. Right when he came on board, the defense was not playing well then. They did not have good players. They had bad teams in Zach Taylor's first couple of years there. But, you know, he – you could tell he he was very confident in what he was doing, or at least what he was trying to do, playing shorthanded. Uh, and you're right. Uh, you know, you just look at the you you look at the 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 the, the last three games, and whether it was Tennessee and, and Derrick Henry was coming off an incredible game the week before they played the Bengals when he you know um, and, and a great player. Um, then all of a sudden you got Patrick Mahomes and he's shifting gears to rushing three, dropping eight, where they had success last season defending Kansas City. And and then last week against Cleveland, where he expected him to be able to run the ball because they did the first time uh, and they couldn't this time. Now, Reader was there this time. Reader was not there the last time. That's a big difference. Point I'm making, though, is that you're right. He he finds a way. And I just love his. I just love the mantra uh, uh, that it's not about yards, it's about points. So teams want to go up and down 20 to 20 and move the ball on you? Okay. I mean, you'd prefer they didn't, but okay. But what happens inside the 20? And once they get inside the 20, the Bengals, if if they aren't the best, they're the first or second best red zone defensive team in the NFL this year. And that's how you win games. You hold teams to field goals instead of touchdowns, and with their offense, you're going to win games. Absolutely. Now let's talk, let's talk about my, my boy here, you know, Jackpot Joey, which you know that that's that's what you guys start calling him on your show, uh, Tom. You guys start calling him Jackpot okay, Joey. It, Jack, it's a, okay, all right. It's a, it's a thing now. It's a thing. Right. Actually, they, they did a graphic in uh Paul or I keep saying Paul Brown in Paycor Stadium of, of Jackpot Joey for us, which was cool as hell. They did a, a slot machine and you pulled the slot machine. Oh, that's cool. It spun around all of Joe's faces came up that said Jackpot. My sweet. So, so what are you so what are you doing? You selling that stuff? Yeah, we sell we sell hats, hoodies. Uh, like I said, we have we have the beer. So all basically, all the, <laughs> the beer is delicious, man. It's it's it's. Good uh, I'm a beer drinker, so I'll I, I, I we will we will get you some. I, we, after I get out of here, I need your address. I'll send you some gear and some beer too, so you can. You well, know, just the beer. In. You can send me the beer. It's great. <laughs> I want you to wear the I want you to wear the hoodie on the show. Man. I'll wear I'll wear the hoodie on the show. <laughs> sure. So anyway, so uh, portion of the proceeds go to the Joe Burrow Hunger Relief Fund. Yeah. And, and Zim, I explained. Zim was trying to tell you this on the show the other day. Uh, Matty Myers is the one who came up with with the nick the nickname. He's got it trademarked and and all that. So he got with me about uh, beginning of uh, last year because I was calling him Joe some other name. And like, no, his name's Jackpot. His name's Jack. I'm like, what do you keep calling him Jackpot? What are you talking about? And all of a sudden he goes, it's trademarked. I'm like, oh, all right, cool. You trademarked it. I'll call it Jackpot. So then we've hit it off from there. So it's 
we've raised between the, the three of us, it's three guys basically, about over $1,000 so far for the Joe Burrow uh, Hunger Relief Fund. So not yeah, a lot of money. I've got this sweatshirt on right here, Ohio University. And of course, uh, the Joe Burrow, uh, yeah. uh, the, the, the the foundation that, the, 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 you know, he raised so much money when he won the Heisman Trophy. It was for the Athens Food Bank in Athens, yep. Ohio. Yeah. Yep. Yep, yep. Exactly. So it goes the exact same exact same thing. So it's yep. it's like I said, it's it, all a small part that we can do to 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 help. So well, that's anyway, fantastic. Exactly. So speaking of Joe, um, where is he at on the MVP race here? I mean, I think Jalen Hurst is gonna have the the lead on him right now. But if we win out, you know, and we you know, we need Kansas City to lose to, to take the number one overall seed. But if we went out and Joe balls out the rest of the season, is there enough time left for him to take over the MVP race, or, or you think Jalen's got it got it wrapped up now? You know, it's a good question. I mean, you have four weeks left, and um, you know, you, you have some very very important games coming up. I don't know how many important games Philadelphia is going to play, but but they're going to have another game against Dallas. Uh, they're going to have another game inside their division somewhere, if not two others. Um, so, you know, I mean, they're, they're, they're 12 and one, um, there's a real strong chance, you know, they win another game. They probably can go ahead and start resting some of their starters as you get near the end, like the Bengals did their last game of the year last year. Right now it, it's a landslide. Um, Hearst would win the, uh, Hertz would win the, the award without a doubt, uh, because, you know, the way he's run it and the yeah. way he's thrown it and he's been the best player on the best team. Now, do I believe that you have four weeks to change that? I do. I, I, I think I think it's going to take one of those deals where the Bengals have to go 4-0. Uh, they're going to get a lot of major big-time pub for some of these games they're playing. You know, they're the back end of the doubleheader. CBS is number one game this week. The following week, you're playing against New England. The next week, you're playing on Monday Night Football against the Bills. Then the last game of the year, you could be playing for a divisional championship against uh, uh, Baltimore. That more than likely would be a 425 game as well on CBS. So, you know, he's got a chance, mm -hmm. but but he's going to have to have uh, a miracle finish. And 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 and, and Jalen Hurts is going to have to somehow, some way, stub his toe, and maybe the Eagles lose one or two. Right, right. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I mean, I. I I have money on him winning the MVP, so I'm hoping <laughs> I'm hoping that happens, but we'll, we'll see what happens. Now, I had a couple of questions here, uh, comments in here, and a lot of people are asking your thoughts on the O-line, especially yeah. since after the bye week. Do you think yeah. it's a top five O-line? I mean, they've been playing a hell of a lot better than they did the first two games. They're playing really good. Uh, yeah, I mean, they're playing really, really good. I was very critical of Zach Taylor Um the first week and the second, even before the season started, for not playing those guys together uh, at least a little bit in the preseason, you know, and facing quote unquote live bullets preseason, right, right. albeit. I just thought, and, and, you know, based on, you know, just hanging around and listening to different for football people through the years, that universally you would hear that offensive lines take the most time to gel because of the right. communication and knowing the guy next to you and they had four brand new guys and, 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 and one of them being a rookie. And, and so I, you know, and they played like it. I mean, they yeah. stunk the first two games. Mm -hmm. But as every you know game has gone on, they get better and better, better at protecting Burrow. I wish they gave that line a, a more of a chance to run it uh, more frequently because I think that they are capable of being an outstanding uh, offensive line uh, in, in the run game. There have been moments, but 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 not a ton. But yeah, I mean, right now, 
Uh, everybody's healthy. They're playing really, really well. The rookies got better. Collins took a lot of heat early. You know, the one guy that, you know, from time to time, but that's part of being a left tackle that seems to struggle uh, is Williams. But, you know, it's hard to argue with what he's done by and large since he became a starting left tackle. Do I think he's one of the top five or ten? No, but I mean, you know, there are games he plays like a top five or ten guy, but the rest that's of that what, group. That's what's so frustrating about him, to be honest. Yeah, it is. It's, it's very frustrating, and I yeah. would not be surprised at all uh, when his contract comes up, that rookie deal, which I think is after next year. Uh, I, I would not be surprised to see, see the Bengals start to explore some options on what they're going to do at that spot. Bengal Dad, you got you got anything else? I, 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 you had you had a list. I've been doing a lot of talking here, so I want I want to let you get in. <laughs> no, I, I kind of want to move off the Bengals for just a moment. Um, I want to do a little player word association with yeah. Tom, and just get get your uh, first thing that comes to mind. Yeah, you know how this works. Jay Bruce. Oh, um, cared. Joey Vaughn. That means in, 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 in about everything. He cared about being a great player. He cared about his team. He cared about his teammates. He cared about his family. Um, good guy, Jay Bruce. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna ask you one, and I'm gonna come back to this one at the end. Joey Votto, ultimate grinder. That's two words: grinder. <laughs> grinder. Um, Eric Davis, electrifying. Pete Rose. Tough. Marty Brenneman. Dad. <laughs> Just dad. All right. I want to ask you something about Joey Votto. And this is strictly from a fan's point of view. Yeah. It seemed to me that for probably 75 or 80% of Joey Votto's career, he was an enigma that he really didn't associate with fans. He was, I don't know, borderline, like, like not, not almost like he was on the spectrum. I, I have a son that's autistic. It just seemed a little bit like disconnected mm -hmm. is what it seemed like to me. But the last three or four years, something's changed. And I, I don't know if it's a realization of what he really has and what he's not, not about to have and trying to enjoy. Just, just want your point of view on that. You know, one of the, um, one of the lines that, that, that I heard, there was a guy much like um, Bernie Stowe was to the Reds, longtime yes. clubhouse guy. Legend. A legend. Uh, the, the Chicago Cubs had the same thing. Japanese fellow named Yosh Kawano, the home clubhouse uh, in Chicago at Wrigley Field is named after him. He was a very wise man, a really wise, thoughtful, deep-thinking paid attention, quietly went about his job. Very different personality than Bernie Stowe. So you got to know him. And in the six years I was there, I got to know him quite well. And he used to have a saying that was something to the effect. Just when guys realize they should start to say hello, it's time to say goodbye. And I've never forgotten that. And I think that's what's happened with Joey Votto. I'm not going to claim to know Joey Votto very well. I don't. Uh, I've been around him a lot, but I don't know him well at all uh, and never will know him that well at all. Um, I, I think a couple of things there are one, I, I think there's, you know, a lot to be said about a young man's upbringing. And, and I think his upbringing is uh, unique. Uh, he, he's Canadian. 
and, and, and Canadians are a little bit different. I think their culture is a little bit different, even though we're on the same, you know, we're, we're on North American soil. The United States and Canada are two very different countries. And, and, and so you, you start with that. Then you take into account that he's, he's generally a very shy, reserved guy. He's very smart. He's very thoughtful. He has very interesting things to say. He has very interesting opinions about things. But it took him a long time, like you said, to get there. But, but if I were a betting man, I think you're spot on. I, I, I think that, you know, you're getting near the end. It really, it, it's been about the last two years, I think, where you've really seen it, where right. – He's going to high school football games. And the only reason he went is because he was hurt. He would have preferred not to go to the high school football game, but he was hurt. Um, so he couldn't finish the season. But but now you'll see him do things with fans in the stands and, and all this sit in the stands, you know, and all that kind of thing. And so I think he he's starting to uh, – the lights coming on that, you know, I got one year left in this town or, you know, two years left in this town. And I've been here my whole career. And I don't want to walk out the door uh, with me being a stranger to them or them being a stranger to me. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Now uh, we got a couple, it's already 30 minutes. You told me you give me 30 minutes. I got one quick thing. I want to, I want to uh, get your thoughts on. I just found out this right before we went on Twitter, George Vogel, the lonesome one. Yeah. Announced his retirement. I remember you guys back in the eighties yeah. when you were at channel five doing the head to head high school football. Yeah. You guys, Cracked me up when you did that. I I, I love that. What and, and this is making me feel old because, like I said, George is the last of the local sportscasters yep. that I grew up watching. What did George Vogel? What has he meant to you, friend wise, uh, relationship wise, working wise? You know, just some thoughts about George. George Vogel is one of those unique people that it doesn't matter who meets him, you love him. Uh, my first job out of college was off the air. I was the weekend producer at Channel 5. George at the time was not on the air. He was the Monday through Friday producer for um, Steve Fiziok was the anchor yeah. at the time. Yep, yep, he I left, uh, and shortly thereafter, Ken Brew came in. Mm -hmm. So George and I spent so much time together. Um, I had a chance to get on the air as the weekend anchor. George slowly started getting on. Ken left. Um, and, and they had some people that were kind of coming in and out. And then they finally realized, you know, this George Vogel's a likable guy just as a person. Why wouldn't he be a likable guy on television? Right. They knew everything there was to know about Cincinnati and Cincinnati sports, high school, college. He's a UC guy, uh, UC guy uh, professional sports, the Bengals, the Reds. He covered them all. Um, and, and they put him on the air. And, I mean, every time I see him, it, it's just an, uh, an immediate uh, smile that goes on your face. He is just the best. And it's funny you bring that up because I just read that two minutes before we started this show tonight. Exactly. Look, and I was getting ready to give him down, a call like, oh. and just tell him congratulations. He he is just he is an awesome guy. Exactly, exactly. Well, Tom, you, get, you said thirty minutes. I'm five minutes over. I apologize. Mm -hmm. But tell, real quick, tell everybody about Off the Bench with, with Tom Brenneman and Chatterbox Sports for Let's Go so we can promote that for you. Yeah, so we're on every day from uh, 10 in the morning until noon. It's basically a combination of the local sports show, certainly more slanted towards local sports, some national stuff. Um, we're on every single day, 10 to noon. You can go uh, either to uh, Twitter, Facebook, or YouTube slash Chatterbox Sports. Look up the Chatterbox Sports page. 
and we're there uh, every single day. Um, uh, we, we, we talk a ton about the Bengals. We've been lucky to have regulars on the program that a lot of people in town know about, whether it's Paul Doherty or Tracy Jones. We have Brian Billick comes on to talk about, you know, sort of the national perspective of different topics in the NFL. And then we have a, uh, a big interview, we call it, every Wednesday where, you know, I, I go through this Rolodex of people that are still talking to me uh, even two and a half years later. And so we've been lucky to have people like, um, you know, Bob Huggins and Urban Meyer and, and Alyssa, Anthony Munoz goes on and on. And so um, I'd invite anybody if you have time. You can also podcast it by just uh, looking up uh, wherever you find your podcast, Off the Bench with Tom Brenneman. And you don't have to watch it. You can just listen to it. Either way, it's awesome. I, I usually, like I said, I would have listened last night. I'm going to, When I go to work tonight, I'm going to listen. I, of all nights, I forgot my freaking earbuds. You were talking about my victory lap. Like, That's gone. right. <laughs> so right. I have to I'll make sure I, go. I got I got two shows listed. I got I got yesterday's and today to listen to, but I will make sure I, I can't remember though, Strawberry Ice, if I said it today or yesterday. It was one or the other, I know for sure when well, I when I got your video. I'll, I'll listen to both of them. So all right, uh, anytime you talk about me, I'm I'm all about that. <laughs> Amen. Amen. All right, Tom. I appreciate you, man. We'll have to do this again sometime. Absolutely. Bengal Dad, Strawberry Ice, thanks for having me. Merry Christmas to you guys. Merry Absolutely. Christmas. Great to have you on. My pleasure. Thank you. All right. That was pretty cool. That was, that was cool. <laughs> that was really, really cool. <laughs> I'm glad you enjoyed it. Did you get all your questions you got the answer? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's more than enough. I, I hated it because it sounded kind of like an interview. but uh, <laughs> Well, it was. <laughs> well, you know, but I, I didn't want to make it sound like that. <laughs> Either way, my, my thanks to, to Tom and my thanks to Bengal Dad for jumping on here. Well, since I got you on here, tell everybody about, about Rally. I, usually, this is usually Santori. Uh, Dave. Yeah, it's usually my son, Santori. It's uh, Cincy James. It's Greg. Um, you know, we, we, uh, we're, I guess, 7 o'clock on uh, Monday night, 7 o'clock on Wednesday nights. It's almost all dominated by the Bengals. Yeah, right now <laughs> yeah my uh my son is uh he's just mr deep dive into all the technical analysis of, of football and since he james is a stat guy and of course we have all the lutherism with greg where he compares all these different players to food and i just kind of like i might i may have five percent of the show where i'll just inject something here or there or i'll get mad about something um but um i, I think i just give it the old man old school perspective i should have uh, i should have thanked tom he was acting like he was older than me I'm not I, even. I don't, I'm not sure Tom is older than me, but uh, I'll take that as a compliment. Yeah, he's he was he was uh, he said I don't know if you guys remember this. I'm like the Fiesta Bowl. Hell yeah, I remember that. <laughs> <laughs> like I, I told him before we started the show how old I was. Like, I, can you not see the gray in my beard? Yeah, I'm I'm old. <laughs> anyway, Bengal Dad, I appreciate it. I'm definitely gonna have to have you back on the show sometime. This has been a lot of fun. It was fun. I appreciate it. No problem. Who day? Who day? All right, guys. Like I said, I hope you enjoy. That's one of the coolest interviews I've got to do. I've watched Tom Brennan my whole life. Like honestly, like I, said, I, I talked about the head-to-head that him and George Vogel did in high school. If you guys don't remember, it was high school football. They picked a game of the week, and Tom would pick one side, one school, and George would pick the other one, and they do different talking trash back and forth. It was awesome. I, I thoroughly enjoyed it back then. So it was cool having Tom Brennan on. It's a my my daughter-in-law i told her told my daughter my son-in-law they're on a cruise so i got a hold of them today i said hey i'm gonna have tom brennan on today and my daughter-in-law goes that's great can you get his dad on i'm like one brennan at a time let's see (laughs) let's see 
We'll see how, how this one goes first. Anyway, it was a lot of fun. I hope you guys enjoyed that. Let's get to the Facebook groups that let me live stream, and I appreciate every single one of them. They are Who Day Nation, Who Day Legion, Bearcat Ruckus, the Ohio State Bucknuts, the Ice Bar, and then you can follow me on all my social media platforms, all under Sports with Strawberry Ice. I'm on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. Twitter handle is at Jeff A. Trenopole. TikTok is at Iceman90. Zim Hude, we got to get this dude back on Twitter. I don't know what we can do about it uh, other than just keep tweeting out free Zim. I think he's a complete bull crap. <laughs> I don't know what they think he said, but that's my dude. He's always got Hude Nation's back. So we need to have his flood Twitter with free Zim. We got to get him back on Twitter. Hude Nation needs it. YouTubers. Unbelievable. I am at 2,000 subscribers. I appreciate you guys. Like I've said this a million times. If it wasn't for you guys, watch the show, comment, and the comments are blowing up. I, I appreciate it. Sorry I couldn't get to everybody's. We're trying, I only had so much time with Tom, and I had certain things that I was going to get to and Bingo Day I want to get to. And so I apologize for not getting everybody's comment, but I do appreciate you guys commenting, watching the show. Like I said, follow me on Twitter. I'm over, I'm over 3,000. Twitter followers. I mean, that's ridiculous. It, it, that it's and I have two thousand subs. Anyway, you guys are awesome. Who Day Nation? Since I fan base is awesome. Thank you, thank you, thank you. So if you missed any of the interview with Tom Brenneman and you don't have time to sit there and watch it, uh, you can always listen to it on the podcast, just like you can do off the bench. It's on BeanPod, Apple, iTunes, Spotify, Google, Stitcher, Play, pretty much wherever you get your podcast. Please on Apple Podcast. Please make sure you rate, like, and review. Give me a five-star review. I would greatly appreciate it. Tomorrow, I have Brandon Soho, former sports anchor for Channel 5. He has his own uh, podcast right now. He also It's also through Chatterbox. So I got back-to-back Chatterbox, guys. I had time on today. I have Brandon Soho on tomorrow. So I hope you guys check that out. I'm flying to Tampa on Saturday. Please, real quick, please keep my mother-in-law in your thoughts and prayers. There's just a lot of stuff going on right now. I'll leave it at that. Just She needs prayers bad. She's doing okay. Just things are happening. I'll just leave it at that. Other than that, stay with me, people. That's just sports, baby. See ya!
house, make the city out. Now we reaching out. Thunder through the tunnel, from the sideline to the huddle. Strikes we tatted on the jungle when we flex that who they muscle on them. Strikes, Cincinnati, we gon' rise in the heart.